there. Welcome to another life-transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwit Achero. Good morning. It's great to see all of you who are here, you know, waking up and getting ready to pray and to seek God's face. We are on day, I think it's day 10. Yes, we are on day 10 today. We are moving, we are pushing, hallelujah, receive grace to keep on going, receive grace to be strong, receive grace to be energetic, receive grace, you know, to keep pushing until the end in the name of Jesus. You will not give up, you will not let up, you will not let go. May supernatural strength come upon you this morning. May the grace of God surround you this morning. May he cover you, yes, that you may not fall you know, by the wayside. You will not give up on this journey. You keep pushing, you keep going. You will be strong in the name of Jesus. You're losing appetite for food so that you may gain appetite for God. You're losing appetite for worldly pleasures so that you may gain appetite for God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Your spirit and your heart will be inclined to God more. Your spirit will love God. Your heart will love God. And you'll get to a place where your flesh will cry out to God. As David says in one of the Psalms that his flesh also cried out to God, desired God. So I pray that that is where you will get to in the name of Jesus. Where your spirit, your soul and your body is aligned to God, is committed to God. Hallelujah. So keep pushing. Don't give up. Don't allow distractions to come your way. Look for times to spend, you know, in the presence of God. Pray, listen to my sermons, read the word. I mean, just be in that mood of prayer because this time is a sacred time that we are spending together with God. Amen. And so let's go to the word of God. Second Corinthians chapter 2. Hallelujah. We are reading from yesterday we did verse 7 and verse 8. So today I want to look at verse 9. The Bible says, but as it is written, 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man. The things, somebody shout the things, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now, this is a conditional blessing that there are things that God has prepared for us. But there is a caveat there. The things that God has prepared are only for those who love him. And so I hope you love him today. I think, I think two days ago we talked about loving God. If we are going to be close to God, we must love him. All right. So there are things that have been prepared for those who love God. And I hope and I pray that you may love God. In fact, the reason why I'm seeing you this morning, waking up this morning fasting is because you love God and you want more of God. And so you are the candidate, you know, that God wants to release these things for or to rather. Let me rephrase that. You are the candidate that God wants to release these things to. So you being here is a reason. You know, it's a sign, you know, that shows that you are actually in love with God and is going to be a reason why God should be able to release these things in your life. So type in that comment section that I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I love God. I love Jesus. I love God. I mean, speak those words from the bottom of your heart that you do love, you know, Jesus or you love God. And so today we are going to look at what are these things? Because 
because we normally quote this scripture a lot you know that no eye has seen no ear has heard neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that god has prepared for those who love him and we get excited about that verse we shout about that verse but i think it's important for us to know what are these things that god has prepared for those who love him i'm sure you're like me you want to know these things so that when you're shouting about this scripture you know what you're shouting about all right so i'm going to give you i'm going to give you five things there are many more uh, but i only chose five because of time and because we have to pray there are five things that god has prepared for those who love him those who are working with him those who are close to him those who are in touch with him those who are in contact with him those who have moved closer you know to have a very closer walk with jesus there are things that god has prepared for them number one is plans god has plans for those who love him god has great plans good plans for those who love him i remember several years ago you know i i watched this match between tyson and spinks and tyson defeated spinks in 90 seconds in fact as some people were coming in to make payment the bout was over you know but before that you know they always promote the fight and tyson was talking about what you know actually it's not tyson who talked a lot it was spinks who talked a lot about what he was going to do and one of the things that he said i remember very well he said that he has a plan he has a plan because tyson was rising up in the ranks or within the ranks very fast and spinks also was a ruthless fighter and he said i have a plan i've studied tyson and i have a plan i know how i'm going to bring him you know down and tyson did not speak much he just said okay let's meet in the ring so that i can see this plan that you are talking about and you know very well that his plan didn't go the way he had planned and so in 90 seconds spinks was defeated i mean it's one of the shortest bout or knockout you know um, um uh, bout we have ever seen in boxing history and, and 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 tyson was crowned you know the champion so 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 people have plans and we all have plans and some plans are good some plans are bad some plans materialize and some plans fall flat on the ground but i want you to understand something that when our plans are aligned to god's plans they are they are, they, are, they are meant to be fulfilled. You understand? When your plans, when your plans are in line with God's plan, they will be fulfilled. When your plans are in tandem with God's plan, they will be fulfilled. And that's why we must always love God so that we may be connected to his plans for our lives. You know, and when we are connected to his plans for our lives, we pursue those plans. Those plans are going to be fulfilled. Those are the things that God has prepared for us. So God has a plan for you. God created you and he has a plan for you. He has a plan for your destiny. He has a plan, you know, for your ministry. He has a plan for everything that has to do with your life. Look at what the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. For I know the plans. I'm reading from the NIV translation of the Bible. It says, for I know the plans I have for you. This is God speaking. Uh, declares the Lord plans to prosper you, uh -huh. not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future so you can see that god's plan entails three things number one is prosperity his plans entail prosperity god wants to prosper you it is not the desire of god to see you poor you know to see you in luck to see you struggling you know to put food on 
on your table the plan of god over your life is to prosper you and let me tell you something god blesses people i need to say that again god blesses people if you can align your life with god's will upon your life let me tell you his plan will be unveiled in your life and his plan is to prosper you secondly his plan is for your protection God wants to protect you. I know you have protected yourself. I know you have, you know, health insurance. I know you have uh, insurance for your car. I know you lock your house. I know you have a watchman who protects you. But let me tell you, above all these things, you need the Lord's protection because you can have all these things in place, but still the enemy, you know, attacks your life. The Bible says that if God does not build, if God does not build, if God does not watch over city, those who are watching over the city you know they're doing it in vain so his plans uh, do not just entail prosperity but his plan also is to protect you thirdly also his plan is for your posterity God wants you to have a legacy. God wants you to have a hope and a future. He wants your future to be bright. So you can see that God is really, really, you know, um, concerned about our lives. That when he created us, he had a plan in place. And those are the things that God has prepared for those who love him. So we need to love him. We need to draw closer so that his plan of prosperity, his plan of protection, and his plan of posterity over our lives may be fulfilled. I pray that as you love God, that all these plans will be unveiled in your life in the name of Jesus. Secondly, what are these things that God has prepared for those who love him? Number two, it is purpose. Purpose is part of the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Now, purpose is something set up as an, as an end of a thing or of a person. Purpose is something that is set up as an end of something is something that is a you know it is it is it is something that god has created you to be you know it answers the question why you're not here by accident hmm? purpose answers the question why in your life why were you born why are you here in this generation why are you male why are you female why in africa why in the city of transformation church why? Why with the gifts that you have? So why answers, uh, sorry, purpose answers the question why in your life. You must, you, 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 you must be this person that is so in love with God to answer the question why because you are here for a purpose. I mean, it doesn't matter how you came. Thank God you're here. You made it. You're already here. So you are here for a purpose and you are here to answer the question why. Why are you here? Why were you saved at this particular time? Why are you in this generation? Why are you in Kenya? Why are you in Nairobi? Why are you in the city of transformation? Why are you a pastor? Why are you a leader? Why were you saved at this particular moment? Why you are here? So purpose answers the question why. And there is a purpose that God has for you. There is, a, there is an answer to every why's in your life that God knows you know and that that answer is god's purpose over your life and so this is another you know thing that god has for you when he created you he attached purpose 
He wanted you to fulfill something. He wanted you to answer the question, why? Why were you not born in the days of Moses? Why were you not born in the days of David? Why were you not born in the days, you know, of, 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 of Kenyatta? You are born now, 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 now. There is a reason why. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. This is what the Bible says, and we know that all things work together for good. To those who love God, look again at that verse. There is love of God here. And to those who are called according to his purpose. So we are called not according to our purpose, not according to our proclivities and our preferences. We are called according to his purpose. We are not called according to our own desires. We are called according to his purpose. And God is committed to his purpose over your life. God is not committed to your own selfish ambitions and desires. God is committed to his purpose over your life. So if you want to live a life that is zero frustration, then you must find this purpose. You must understand this purpose. You must understand the why for your life. Commit yourself to it. I mean, give yourself totally to it and you will stop living a frustrated life. There are many people who are frustrated because they are following after their own selfish ambitions and desires. And God cannot finance your selfish ambition and desires. God will only finance his purpose over your life. That's why the more you love God, the more your heart is purified. The more your mind is purified. The more your desires are purified. And you begin to align with the purpose of God concerning your life. So the things God has prepared for you, the reason as to why you are here, that God created you for. As you align yourself with God, you will discover it. And as you discover it, you will start pursuing it. And as you pursue it, God will finance it. And as God finances, finances it, you will fulfill it and live a life that is free from frustration. May you find God's purpose concerning your life. He has called us, not according to our own you know, selfish desires and ambitions. He has called us according to his purpose. And may you find that purpose. May you understand that purpose. May you see that purpose. May you know that purpose for your life in the name of Jesus. It has nothing to do with your gender. It has nothing to do with your color. It has nothing to do with your height. It has everything to do with knowing God's purpose concerning your life. Number four, what are these things that God has prepared for those who love him? Number three is productive assignments. God has not just created you for purpose, but God has created you for work. There is something that God wants you to do. There is a work that God wants you to do. There is an assignment that you're supposed to fulfill. You're not just here to be idle. You're not just here to waste breath and to waste your talents and ability. You're not just here to occupy space. You are here to do something. You are here to fulfill an assignment over your life. That's why God has given you gifts. That's why God has given you the temperament that you have. That's why God has given you the talents that you possess. So there is an assignment for you and it is a productive assignment. Now, if you do the wrong job, you will never be paid. Oh, I need to say that again. If you do the wrong job, you will never be paid. If you don't understand your JD, your job description, and you're busy doing something that has not been assigned to you, and you're sweating, you put your effort, you put your mind, you put your everything into that particular thing, at the end of the day, you will never be paid. 
You must know the assignment that God has given unto you. You must know the job, the work that God has given unto you. Now, when we love him, we are able to understand the assignment that he has given unto us. And this assignment is productive when we engage in it because that is what we are wired to do. That is what we are graced to do. There will be productivity. There will be a lot of fruit coming out of that assignment. Hallelujah. We are here to bear fruit. You are here to bear fruit. We are here to employ, to use our talents, to put into place our talents, our giftings, our abilities to do the assignment that God has for us so that we may be able to bear fruit. There are many people who are busy, but they are barren. There are many people, you know, who are engaged in so many activities that God did not, you know, equip them for. And that's why they are frustrated because they are not seeing fruit in their lives. You need to understand that God has a productive assignment for you. And if you can put your heart into it, your soul into it, your energy into it, you are going to bear fruit. We have been called we have been set apart, we have been saved, we have been allowed to come on earth for us to be able to bear fruit. In Matthew chapter 21, verse 18 to 19, the Bible gives a story of Jesus. Now in the morning, as Jesus returned to the city, he was hungry. You know, he needed something to eat. And seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves. It had leaves, it looked healthy. It looked, it looked like it had something to offer, but when Jesus, you know, was trying to look for fruit from this, you know, tree, he couldn't find anything. And he said to it, let no fruit grow on you ever again. Immediately, the fig tree withered away. He looked at this tree. I mean, it had leaves and it looked healthy. And as he was browsing the leaves to try and find fruit that he may be able to eat because he was hungry, he could not find anything. Remember, Jesus was the one who created this tree. And so he expected fruit from this tree. He created it to produce fruit. A fig tree must produce fig fruit. A fig tree must produce fig tree, a uh, fig fruit. And so when Jesus got to this place and he knew that it was supposed to give him something and he did not produce something and he's the one who created it, uh, he cast it and he said, nobody should be able to eat from you because in the season when you're supposed to be producing fruit, you are still just giving us beautiful leaves. We don't just want beautiful leaves. We want fruit. And that is what God is looking for in your life. Not just beauty, not just beautiful leaves, not just glamour. God is looking for fruit. You must refuse to be glamorous and you're not fruitful. You must refuse to have these beautiful leaves. You look beautiful. You look handsome. You look like you're going somewhere, but there is no fruit in your life. There is no tangible fruit in your life. God has not called you for glamour. God has called you for fruitfulness. God has not called you for glamour. God has called you to bear fruit. You must bear fruit and fruit that will remain. So when Jesus found out, that there was no fruit on this tree, Jesus cast this tree. I pray that we shall be fruitful. I pray that we shall engage in productive assignment, that we may be able to bear fruit because Jesus is looking for fruit in our lives. God is looking for fruit in our lives. Look at your life this morning. Are you like this tree? The only thing you can give is beautiful leaves. The only thing you can give is glamorous, you know, leaves. The only thing you can give is a false impression that you actually have fruit. But when the rubber meets the road, there is no fruit in you. There is no tangible fruit in you. Are you like this tree? You look like 
you're very productive. You look like, you know, you have fruit in you. But when we examine you closely, there is no fruit in your life. I pray that you will not be like this tree in the name of Jesus. And there are many people who are like this tree in the church. I mean, when you look at them, they look productive. They have these beautiful leaves. You look at them, they are full of glamour. And they look like they have all these trees, this beautiful, you know, fruit. Uh, they are like this tree which has beautiful leaves, but there is nothing in them. I pray that you will not be like that in the name of Jesus, that you will be fruitful. You will be fruitful in the ministry. You will be fruitful, you know, in the marketplace. You will be fruitful in the house of God. You will produce fruit in the name of Jesus because God is looking for fruit. He's not just looking for glamour. He's not just looking for leaves. He's looking for fruit. There is something that he wants to see coming out of you. When you look at Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, this is what the Bible says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. We have been created for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, that we should walk in them. Remember, I told you that if you do the wrong job, you will not be paid. So you must know these good works that God prepared beforehand for you to be able to walk in them. And as you begin, and, and when you discover that path and begin to walk on that path and fulfill, you know, the works that you have ordained, you were ordained for, then you're going to experience fruit in your life. I pray for you this morning that you'll be fruitful. I pray for you this morning that you'll bear fruit. I pray for you this morning that you'll be productive in the name of Jesus. The things that God has prepared for you, that productive assignment that God has set you apart for, I pray that you'll discover it and you will fulfill it in the name of Jesus. You'll be busy doing what you have been assigned by God to do. You'll not just be busy doing what you feel you should be doing. You, should, you will be busy doing what you have been assigned by God to do in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What are some of these works? Let me just mention to you quickly. It is worship. God has ordained you to worship him. So you need to worship him. It is, um, it is, it is soul winning. God has ordained you to do soul winning. So you have to really, really go out there and win souls in the name of Jesus. It is taking care of the sheep. It is becoming a shepherd and taking care of his sheep. Jesus looked at Peter and said, Peter, feed my sheep. You know, God wants you to feed his sheep. He looked at the sheep and he had compassion on them. You know, he had compassion on these people because they were, they were scattered. They, 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 they were broken. They didn't have a shepherd. So God wants you to feed his sheep. God wants you to be a pastor, to do the work of pastoring and feed his sheep in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I hope you are saying amen to that. God expects you to, to pray. These are good works. God expects you to give, you know, faithfully to his work. You know, those are good works. He expects you to be a tither, faithful tither, a giver, to support his work. He expects you to pray fervently. God expects you to pray and to fast. You know, these are good works. To fast is, is, is good. To fast, to fast is fantastic. To fast is acceptable before God. God expects you to heal the sick. He wants you to go out there, pray for the sick and heal them. He wants you to go to the hospital, pray for the sick and heal them. Visit the sick and heal them and pray for them. These signs shall follow those who believe in my name. They shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. That is what the Bible says. God expects you to speak in tongues. Those are good works. God expects you to love others, to help others, to strengthen the weak. 
Those are some of the things that you're supposed to be engaged in. You have been saved so that you may do those things. So when you find in your life that those things are not there, then that means you are busy doing something else and don't expect to be paid by God. I told you that if you engage in a wrong you know, assignment, don't expect to be paid. If you don't engage in these good works, you're not prayerful, you're not fasting, you're not helping, you know, the poor. You're not strengthening the weak. You're not giving faithfully. You're not serving in the house of God. You're not involved in soul winning. Don't expect to be paid because you're busy doing something else that God has not, you know, commissioned you to do. This is very, very powerful. So we must ask ourselves, if God is going to pay me, what am I supposed to do? If God is going, you know, to bless me, what am I supposed to do? If I'm going to be productive and bear fruit that will, you know, cause God to bless me, you know, what am I supposed to do? You see, instead of Jesus releasing a blessing over this tree, he released a curse. Instead of Jesus releasing a blessing over this fig tree because it had produced fruit, he released a curse because it didn't produce fruit. So if you want the blessings of God to come upon your life, if you want to provoke the blessings upon your life, then you must bear fruit. Hallelujah. Somebody confess that I will bear fruit. I will bear fruit. I will engage in a kingdom assignment that bears fruit. I will bear fruit in the name of Jesus. I will not just be busy doing things that I want to do, things that I'm attracted to, but I will I'll involve myself in productive assignments so that I may release, I may re receive a blessing from God. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I pray that you will not attract a curse, but you will attract a blessing. I pray that you will not attract frustration in your life, but you will attract a blessing. You see, if you don't bear fruit, you will dry up. If you don't bear fruit, I'm telling you, you will dry up. I'm like this fig tree, it just dried up immediately, dried up immediately because it was not bearing fruit. So if you don't bear fruit, if you're not productive, let me tell you, you will dry up. So I pray that you'll be productive. And I'm speaking to people here who just come to church to consume. They don't do nothing. They don't contribute nothing. They are not givers. They don't serve in any department. You're just there. Let me tell you, you are, you are, you are doing yourself a lot of disservice. You just have beautiful leaves. You look like you have life, but there's no fruit in you. Let me tell you, you're doing yourself a lot of disservice. You must start bearing fruit. You must start engaging yourself in the works that God has ordained for you beforehand that you should walk in. And that is the only way that you will bear fruit and it will attract, it will provoke the blessings of God upon your life. Oh, I feel this word. This is powerful. My goodness. Number four. You're getting ready to pray. Oh, yes. Another good thing that God has prepared for us is a life partner. It's a life partner. This is an area that has been elusive to many, many people. Many people have made blunders here. Many people have made mistakes here. Many people have been in a hurry and they have married the wrong person and they have regretted, you know, that decision. This is an area that is very, very tricky. And we need to really, really... Um, be in touch with God. We need to love God and move closer to God so we may know this person that God has prepared for us. You know, Adam, God had to cause him to sleep and he prepared Eve for him. I believe that when you are in touch with God and when you move closer to God, you will be able to stumble on this person that God has prepared for you. Let me read for you some statistics here. The Kenya Demographics and Health Survey has these findings. They were there yesterday. You know, they were released through the 
uh, newsrooms that Muranga County leads in the number of women with more than one sexual partner. And then Migori County leads in the number of men with more than five sexual partners. You can imagine the mess that is going on in those counties. And other counties have their own issues. I just picked this. The survey continues to indicate that the average number of sexual partners among Kenyan men is 7.4. Meanwhile, for women is 2. So that means every man has at least 7 it's like most men, let me say the average man, let me not say every man, uh, the average man in Kenya has at least seven women. And the average woman in Kenya has at least two men. I mean, that, that, that is sad. That averagely, you know, men in Kenya have seven women and women have two men. I mean, that is sad. That is a very, very sad. So that means that it's like our morals are broken. It's like people don't own a marriage anymore. People don't really, you know, think marriage is something that is very important. But I want you to understand something here, that marriage was started by God, you know. And if God started marriage, then, marriage, then that means there is somebody that he has prepared for you and I. This is what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22, that he who finds a wife, he who finds a wife. Now, that phrase is loaded. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So you can see that God is involved even in marriage. Some of you think that marriage is just about you feeling goosebumps, seeing somebody that you like, you like their nose, you like their eyes, you like their ears, you like their mouth, you like their tongue, you like everything about them, you like their legs, you like their body. And those things are very important. But let me tell you, this scripture inserts God into this marriage relationship. So God is involved. He who finds a wife finds a good thing, but once the tail end of this verse, it brings in God and obtains favor from the Lord because it's like God is involved in this thing. As you love him, he orders your steps to find a wife. And when you find a wife, you obtain favor from the Lord because God is happy that you are able to locate the person that he ordained for you. He who finds. So there is the finding. Why are you finding? You're finding something that is already there. It is somewhere. It's already there. It's elusive, but it's somewhere are already positioned, ready, waiting for you. So you have to find it. You have to find her. <coughs> so as you walk with God, as you flow with God, and as he guides you, you will find. Now, the person you find, it does not say he who finds a woman. It does not say he who finds a lady. It says he who finds a wife. So the wife also is somewhere prepared and she's ready and she's waiting for this man to be able to come. She's waiting for her husband to be able to come. That's why some, some ladies say, you know, I go to a place and I knew this is going to be my husband. Because they started feeling something in their heart. It's like God was beginning to speak to them, telling them that this is going to be your husband. So they were waiting for their husband to come. They were waiting for the man to come and talk to them. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. So she's already prepared. She's already prepared. She's already prepared mentally. She's prepared physically. She's prepared spiritually. She's prepared psychologically. And she's prepared in all aspects of her life. So it is more than just maternal instincts. She's prepared because God is trying to, you know, prepare and is trying to prepare. You know, God is, pre let me rephrase that. God is preparing her and has prepared her and matured her. And then he's provoking the man to take steps towards her direction. You know, so the woman is here. The man is here. God is provoking the man to, to take a step. And God has already prepared the woman and she's waiting. She's already a wife before she is found. These are the things that we are talking about, I'm telling you. 
So God has prepared these things. God has prepared a life partner for you. If you're here and you're single, please don't give up. Don't be frustrated. Move close to God. Love God because there are things he has prepared for you. There is someone he has prepared for you. And if you can just love God and totally be sold to God and move closer to God, the person that he has prepared for you, you're going to meet that person one of these fine days in the name of Jesus Christ. Number five, the last one, is a place of abode. You know, in eternity, there is a place that God has prepared for us. After we are done with this earth, there is somewhere that we are going that God has prepared for us. I had a story of a preacher who was saying that he used to go to church and laugh at preachers and laugh as, at pastors as they were preaching. He didn't even dress appropriately when he was going to church because he didn't believe that God was there. And one time he was sitting and the preacher was preaching and that preacher asked a question, if you die today, where will you go? And it really shook him. And he decided that day to give his life to Jesus Christ. There is a place for us. Christians, be encouraged. There is hope after this world. There is a place that God has ordained for us. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 16, the Bible says, But now they desire a better. That is a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he has prepared a city for them. There is a city that has been prepared for us. So let's serve God. Let's live for God. Let's live a life that is pleasing to God. Please drop all your addictions. Drop all your addictions. Drop the works of the flesh. Follow God. Some of you Christians, you're in church, but you're not serious with God. Become serious with God. There is a day. Let, let me tell you, there is a day. You, you will regret if you're not serious with God. There is a day you'll regret. I want to challenge you. Drop your addictions. Forget about your fleshly desires. It's time for you to be serious with God. Love God. Follow God. Honor God. Stop doing things that are breaking the heart of God. If you die today, are you sure of where you're going? If you lose yours, if you lose, if you lose, if you lose life today in your flesh and you drop dead today, do you know where you're going? Do you know? Are you sure? Are you confident of where you're going today? If you're not confident, it simply means that your life is not right with God. So change your ways. Change your, become a fully committed Christian. One who follows God wholeheartedly. Please him. Live for him. Because when you die today, you'll be assured of another place in eternity. In the presence of God. Please, don't say, let me die and find out. If that place is there, it will be too late. When you die, it's too late. There is no reverse gear. And that's why I want to challenge you. If you're here and you're struggling with things in your life, you're serving God, but also you're attracted to worldly affairs and worldly things, I want to challenge you today. Drop those things. Forget about those things. You know, move out of the company of people who are pushing you to do those things and become serious with God. Follow God because there's a place that Jesus went to prepare for us in eternity. Look at what he says in John chapter 14. This is what he says. Let me just quote this scripture and then we pray. He says, I go, I go to prepare, to prepare rather, a place for you. That's what he says. I'm going to prepare a place for you. He looked at the disciples and he told the disciples, do not be worried. He told them, look, he says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, also believe in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may also be. So there is a place for us. There is a place for you and I in eternity. So I want us to pray for these things today. I want you to pray that the plan of God, you will not escape the plan of God. 
concerning your life in the name of Jesus Christ. So let's go through all these things and pray for them quickly before we bring this prayer meeting to a close. There are things that God has prepared for you. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. The plans, the plans. And today I want you to pray that the plans of God may enter your heart in the name of Jesus. The plans of God, the plans that God has for you may enter your heart. You may see them, you may experience them in the name of Jesus. Raise up your voice right now and begin to play. Pray for these plans in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we pray for your plans this morning. Oh, Oh, yes, that we'll be in touch with your plans for our lives in the name of Jesus, that we will know what you have ordained for us in Jesus' name. We will know your plans of prosperity over our lives. We will know your plans, oh yes, for protection over our lives. We will know your plans oh, for posterity over our lives in the name of Jesus. You declare that you have plans, good plans for us, oh God. And so today, Lord, I pray that your plans may be revealed to us. Your plans may be revealed. They may enter our hearts this morning in the name of Jesus. I pray for each and every one of us. Father, there are people who don't have plans. There are people who don't know what they need to do. There are people who don't know, yes, what they need to accomplish. But I pray today, oh God, that may your plans be, unfa be unveiled in their hearts in the name of Jesus. May, their, may your plans unfold in their lives in the name of Jesus. May they see your plans over their lives. May they see your plans over their families. May they see your plans over their ministry in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that through your spirit, may you plan us through your spirit. May you plan for our ministry through your spirit. May you plan our families in the name of Jesus. Through your spirit, may you plan our lives in the name of Jesus. Raise your voice and pray for the plans of God to enter your hearts. The plan of God to enter your life that you may see, you may hear. Yes, in the name of Jesus, you, as you plug into this prayer, I pray that your eyes may be open, that you may be able to see the plans of God. Your ears may pop open, that you may hear God's plans concerning your life. In the name of Jesus, that your heart may be receptive to the plans of God over your life. In Jesus' name, Father, I pray that what you have planned for me this year, it will not escape my life. In the name of Jesus, the great plans that you have me for me, the good plans that you have for me, oh, these are plans not to harm me, but to give me a hope and to give me a future. All the plans that you have for me this year, oh yes, Lord, I pray that they will not escape my life. In the name of Jesus, the plans that you have for city of transformation in the next phase. Oh yes, Father, I pray they will not escape our lives. In the name of Jesus, the plans to plant churches, the plan to build your sanctuary. It will not be elusive to us. We shall do it. We shall build. We shall plant churches. We shall do amazing things for you. Father, I pray that these plans will come to fruition in the name of Jesus. The great plans you have ordained for us as individuals this year and the days to come. I pray that they will not escape our lives in the name of Jesus. We shall fulfill them in Jesus' name. We shall be in touch with them in Jesus' name. We shall see them. We shall hear them. They shall enter our hearts in the name of Jesus. Unfold these plans. Unfold these plans, oh God. Unfold these plans. 
plants in our lives this morning in the name of Jesus. And for these plants, oh God, in our lives this morning in the name of Jesus, may we see them, may we see them, may we hear them, may we experience them in our hearts, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Come on, raise your voice and pray that the plans of God will be fulfilled over your life in the name of Jesus. The plans of God will be unveiled in your life in Jesus' name, even if you don't have a plan this morning. I want you to know that God has a plan for you. Even if you're confused, even if your life is upside down, your priorities are disarranged, I want you to know that God has a plan for you. And as you pray, may you align your life to his plans in the name of Jesus. These are plans of prosperity. These are plans of protection. And these are plans of posterity to give you a hope and to give you a future. Receive the plans of God this morning, even as you pray in the name of of Jesus. Secondly, I want you to pray that you will discover the purpose of God. You know the why of your life. You'll understand the why of your life this morning because according to his purpose that you will know his purpose in the name of Jesus. These things that are connected to God's purpose over your life will be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Raise up your voice right now and pray Pray for God's purpose over your life to be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray this morning that your purpose will not be elusive. Your purpose will not escape my life in the name of Jesus. I will know your purpose for my life because I've been called according to your purpose. I've been anointed according to your purpose. I've been gifted according to your purpose. And this morning, Lord, I pray that your purpose will not be elusive in my life. Life. In the name of Jesus, I pray this morning that your purpose, oh God, will not escape my life. In the name of Jesus, I will not live in frustration because I don't know your purpose for my life. I will know your purpose. I will understand your purpose and I will walk in your purpose. In the name of Jesus, we shall know his purpose. We shall understand his purpose for our lives and we shall walk in that purpose. In the name of Jesus, raise your voice and pray. Yes, in Jesus' name that this morning, the things that are connected to your purpose will be revealed to you. You will know the reason why you are here. You will know the reason why God created you. God fashioned you and placed you on earth at such a time as this. In the name of Jesus, may the purpose of God be veiled to you. Be unveiled to you rather. May the purpose of God... Yes, unfold in your life this morning in the name of Jesus. May your eyes be open to see it. May your discernment increase for you to be able to know it and to understand it. In the name of Jesus, you will not left behind. You will not be left behind when it comes to knowing and understanding God's purpose concerning your life. In the name of Jesus. And as you know, his purpose, frustration is living your life. Gloominess is living your life. Confusion is living your life in the name of Jesus because you will channel your energies, your, your, your resources, your strength, your power, everything that you've got into fulfilling this purpose in the name of Jesus. Come on, raise your voice and pray. I hope you're praying wherever you are that you may discover God's purpose for your life in the name of Jesus. You may know why you are here. You may answer the question why for your life while you are here on earth in the name of Jesus. Confusion is not your portion in Jesus' name. Confusion is not your portion. We bind it, we scatter every form of confusion in your life today 
in the name of Jesus. I scatter every form of confusion concerning ministry, confusion concerning your life, confusion concerning what you're supposed to become as a person that God has allowed to be here on earth. I scatter every form of confusion over your life today in the name of Jesus. And I pray that let there be clarity. May you know God's purpose. May you understand God's purpose. May you walk in God's purpose in the name of Jesus. May you operate in God's purpose over your life in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Number three, we are going to pray for productive assignments that you are going to bear fruit. Yes, you are going to do something with your life. You will not be idle. You will not waste your time. You will not waste your energy. You will not waste your resources on things that does not that do not bring glory and honor to God. You will bear fruit. You will be fruitful in the name of Jesus. Raise up your voice right now and begin to pray for fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. You will use your gifts. You will use your talents. You will use your abilities to be fruitful in the name of Jesus. Come on, raise your voice and pray. I need to hear you in the spirit. Praying to be fruitful. Praying that you will bear fruit. Oh yes, in the name of Jesus. I want you to decree and declare you will not be like this fig tree that did not have fruit. It had glamour. It had leaves. It looked beautiful. It looked healthy. But it didn't have fruit. I want you to declare that you will not be like this fig tree. In the name of Jesus. You will bear fruit. And fruit that will remain. You will bear fruit. And fruit that will catch God's attention. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, I pray this morning that I will be productive as I engage in productive assignment that you have ordained for me. As I discover that productive assignment that you have for me, oh yes, I'll engage my gifts. I will engage my talents. I will engage my spiritual gifts. Oh yes, towards that end. And as I do so, I will bear fruit in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I shall be productive. I shall be productive. We shall be productive in the name of Jesus. We shall be productive in the name. You will be productive in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. I will be productive. We shall serve God. We shall engage in kingdom assignments, even in the church, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We shall do with our hands what you have ordained us to do. We shall do with our fingers, our hands, what you have ordained us to do. Our hands will be busy. Our lives will be busy. Oh God, we shall use our gifts and our talents to engage in kingdom assignments. In the name of Jesus, we shall preach. We shall prophesy. We shall do the work of the ministry. We shall do missionary work. We shall plant churches. We shall engage in kingdom assignments, productive assignments. Oh yes, we shall discover what you have anointed us for. We shall discover, oh God, what you have, um, what you have, oh God, uh, gifted us for. And we shall engage in those works in the name of Jesus. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness. I pray that none of us will be lazy. I pray that none of us will be lethargic. I pray that none of us all will be idle, even in the house of God, in the name of Jesus. I pray that none of us will just be there watching things happen in the name of Jesus. We shall be engaged in worship. We shall be engaged in soul winning. We shall be engaged in pastoring. 
pastoring. We shall be engaged in preaching. We shall be engaged in prayer. We shall be engaged in taking care of the sheep. In the name of Jesus, we shall be engaged in faithful giving of our tithes and offerings to your work. In the name of Jesus, we shall be engaged in fasting. We shall be engaged in healing the sick. We shall be engaged in rebuking devils. We shall be engaged in speaking in tongues. In the name of Jesus, we shall be engaged in loving others. We shall be engaged in helping the weak. We shall be engaged, engaged in helping the poor. We shall be engaged in covering the orphans. In the name of Jesus, we shall be engaged in building your house and planting churches all over the place. In the name of Jesus, we shall be engaged in singing. We shall be engaged in ushering in the church. We shall be engaged in kingdom service in your house. In the name of Jesus, we shall do something. We shall do something that is in tandem with your will concerning our lives and the assignment that you have ordained us for. In the name of Jesus, I pray that none of us will be idle. I pray that none of us will be idle. I pray that none of us will stand aloof. In the name of Jesus, we shall be productive. And as we do these things, we shall bear fruit. We shall bear fruit. We shall bear fruit. I see you bearing fruit. This year, the year 2023, you shall bear fruit in the name of Jesus. As you serve in God's house, you will not be like the fig tree. You will bear fruit in the name of Jesus. As you serve in the ministry, you will not be like the fig tree that Jesus saw. You will bear fruit in the name of Jesus. Yes, we shall bear fruit. In the name of Jesus, we shall bear fruit and fruit that will remain in the name of Jesus. I proclaim over your life no more barrenness in the church, no more barrenness in the ministry, no more barrenness in your salvation. In the name of Jesus, you will not be a barren Christian, you will not be a barren believer, you will not be a barren child of God. Yes, in the name of Jesus, you will be productive. In the name of Jesus, fruit will be be seen out of your life there will be fruit and fruit that will remain in jesus name hallelujah i refuse to be barren i refuse to engage myself in an assignment that i've not been called into in the name of jesus i refuse to be distracted i refuse to be lazy i refuse to stand aloof and watch things happen i'll be involved in productive assignments that god has ordained for me in the name of jesus i will serve god with all my heart with all my strength with all my mind with everything that god has put within me i will use my gifts i will use my time i will use my talents i will use my abilities to be able to serve god i will use everything my breath my intelligence, my IQ, and even EQ to be able to serve God, to do what will bring fruit in the kingdom of God and fruit that will last so that when I step into eternity, I will discover that my fruit is there or my fruits are there in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody pray that you bear fruit in the name of Jesus. You will bear fruit. 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 Oh yes, no more barrenness. No more barrenness. No more barrenness. No more barrenness in the ministry. No more barrenness in your calling. No more barrenness in the church. In the name of Jesus, I decree every barren believer here, you are becoming fruitful. In the name of Jesus.
Jesus. I decree every barren leader here, you begin to bear fruit in the name of Jesus. I decree every barren child of God here, struggling to bear fruit, that you will bear fruit in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar. May you begin to bear fruit this year and fruit that will remain in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Be productive. Be productive right now. Be productive right now. Be productive right now. Be productive right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Number four, I believe we're going to pray for single people that they may find the life partner that God has ordained for them in the name of Jesus. There are people here who are believing God for a life partner. My goodness, I pray that you will find that person. You will find the one. You will find the one in the name of Jesus. He who finds a wife, finds a good thing and obtains favor. Oh yes, before the Lord or in the sight of the Lord. So God is involved in the equation of marriage. So I pray that God will order your steps that you may meet Mr. Handsome. You may meet Mrs. Beautiful. You may meet the person that God has ordained for you in the name of Jesus. Please, married people, I need your faith here. I need you to connect with me in faith as we pray for single people. Single people, I want you to raise, to raise your faith levels. Yes, right now, in the name of Jesus, raise your faith level and pray passionately right now that you will discover this woman, you will discover this man, you will find your wife, you will find your husband in the name of Jesus. In fact, some of you single people, this is your year. The year 2023, as we are fasting for 21 days, God is looking down on you favorably. And God is going to guide your steps to meet your life partner in the name of Jesus. Somebody raise your voice. Let us pray that the singles will get their life partners in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for my daughters. I pray for my sons who are serving you, who are living for you, who are committed to you, and they are single. I pray, oh God, that may you remember them in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, that the things that you have ordained for those who love you, the things concerning marriage, I pray that may they begin to unfold in their lives right now in the name of Jesus. Every single person here, I pray that you order their steps in the right direction. Every single man, every single woman, I pray that you orchestrate their affairs to meet the person that you have ordained for them in the name of Jesus. Father, may they meet in different platforms. May they meet on Facebook. May they meet on Instagram. May they meet on YouTube. May they meet in church. May they meet at the place of work. May they meet, oh God, when they are boarding the matatu. When they, may, may they meet when they are shopping. May they meet when they are praying and fasting, like the way we are doing right now. May some of them meet Meet here, oh God. May a name pop up and just leap in the spirit of someone, oh God, in the name of Jesus. May a name pop up in this broadcast that will leap and just stir somebody's spirit. Yes, in the name of Jesus. My goodness, anoint the profile pictures right about now, even as we pray. May somebody look at that profile picture and begin to hear the voice of God and begin to hear God speaking to their hearts in the name of Jesus. I pray for the singles who are here. 
anoint their profile picture lord anoint their names oh god as their pictures are popping up as their comments are popping up father i pray that let there be a leap in somebody's spirit let there be a stirring in somebody's heart and may a connection take place may a journey begins that will lead to marriage in the name of jesus i prophesy that over singles here in the name of jesus i prophesy that over every single person here in the name of jesus i declare this year may you meet someone i declare during this period of prayer and fasting may you meet someone and may a friendship develop and may it graduate into marriage in the name of jesus may you be connected to somebody supernaturally in the name of jesus may a connection take place may god order your steps may you find the word that you have been looking for all these years in the name of jesus hallelujah i pray for every single lady i pray for every single man here may you be connected to that man may you be connected to that woman may you be connected to that person that god has ordained for you in the name of jesus may it happen may it happen may it happen receive that prayer right now receive that prayer right now receive that prayer in the name of jesus every single person shout aloud amen receive that prayer right now in the name of jesus receive that prayer right now in the name of jesus oh yes father i pray for weddings i prophesy weddings i prophesy weddings weddings in cot this year weddings in churches this year weddings in our city this year in the name of jesus like we've never seen before multiple weddings in a single day i prophesy them in the name of jesus i speak weddings in a single day two weddings three weddings three four weddings five weddings 10 weddings 20 weddings in a single day oh yes in the name of jesus i prophesy that it will happen i prophesy that it will happen over every single who every every single who is here in the name of jesus i speak it over your life i speak it over your life right now in the name of jesus may it take place the things the man the woman that god has ordained for you may you find that person may you collide with that person may your paths meet may your paths meet may you meet that person in the name of jesus receive that blessing today receive that blessing today receive that blessing today in the name of jesus thank you father we bless your name we magnify you we glorify you thank you for weddings will take place thank you for weddings will take place thank you for weddings will take place thank you for great 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 marriages are going to be born out of this prayer because people who are love who are in love with you you will make them fall in love with each other in the name of jesus we bless you father and we glorify you and lastly i want you to pray that nothing will deter you from going to heaven I want you to pray right now. This is a very important prayer you're making. I want you to pray that nothing will stop you from going to heaven. Nothing will hinder you from stepping into the place that Jesus has ordained for you. Nothing, no habit, no addiction, no power, no company, no man, no friend, no nothing will be able to stop you from stepping into heaven in the name of Jesus. You know it. Break it right now in the name of Jesus. Lose yourself from 
from that chain right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Speak deliverance over your life, over that addiction, over that bad habit, over that secret, secret activity that you know that will stop you from getting to the place that God has ordained for you. Pray that nothing will stop you in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray this morning that nothing will stop us oh, from making it to heaven. No addiction, no habit, no man, no woman will be able to stop us from getting to heaven when the time comes in the name of Jesus. We disconnect ourselves from any activity. We disconnect ourselves from any friendship. We disconnect ourselves from any person that will, uh, will, 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 will be able to block us from getting to the place that Jesus went to prepare for us. In the name of Jesus, give us power to overcome every harmful habit that keeps us away from you. In the name of Jesus, gives us, give us strength to overcome. Oh yes, any habit, any harmful habit that creates a wage between us and you. In the name of Jesus, I pray that nobody will miss heaven. I pray that nobody under the sound of my voice will miss heaven. Nothing will stop us. Nothing will hinder us. Nothing, oh God, will derail us. Oh, from, oh God, getting to that place in the name of Jesus because it is a place that is prepared for us. It is a place that is prepared for every child of God who loves God and who is committed to God. And so this morning I pray, nothing in my heart will stop me. Nothing in my mind will stop me. Nothing in my life will stop me. I discard any, I discard anything that is meant to derail me from this pursuit in the name of Jesus. I reject anything that will stop me from getting there in the name of Jesus. I denounce every practice. I denounce every habit. I denounce every activity in my life that will interfere with my ability to get to that place in the name of Jesus. And I pray as I love you, as I follow you, as I serve you, as I live for you, that I will get to that place in the name of Jesus. The devil will not stop me. My friends will not stop me. Harmful habits will not stop me. I overcome them. I overcome them today in the name of Jesus. Are you praying somebody? This is a very important prayer that nothing will stop you. Nothing will hinder you. Nothing will be able to stop you from getting to that place. In the name of Jesus, you are overcoming that power. You are overcoming that spirit. You are overcoming that habit. You are overcoming that activity right now. In the name of Jesus, where you are weak, may you receive strength. Where you are feeble, may you receive strength. Where you are easily tempted, may you receive strength. This morning, in the name of Jesus, where you fall, may you rise and rise and stay up there. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, where you are tempted, I pray that may that area become strong in the name of Jesus. May you be fortified in that area. May you be strong in that area in the name of Jesus. Where the devil finds a loophole to infiltrate your life, may that loophole be closed in the name of Jesus. May you be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I proclaim that you're an overcomer. I proclaim that you're an overcomer. I proclaim that you're a winner. I proclaim that you will conquer challenges. You will conquer temptations. You will conquer trials. Anything that tries to bring your faith down. Anything that tries to defile you. I pray that you will conquer it. In the name of Jesus, you will be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. No weapon formed against you 
will be able to prosper. You will make it to that place. You will make it to heaven. You will make it to the presence of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. No habit will stop you. No company will stop you. No uh, no, uh, no force of darkness will stop you. No devil will stop you. No demon will stop you. In the name of Jesus, you will get there. You will get there. We will get there. We will get there. Our friends will get there. Your brother and your sister will get there. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, O God. Thank you, Jesus. For we shall make it to the place that you have ordained for us. In Jesus' name. And we all shout a big amen. Amen. Shout a louder, louder amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I will see you in heaven. I will see you in heaven. You will not miss eternity. In the presence of God. In the name of Jesus. I will see you in heaven. You will make it. You will not go to hell. The devil is a liar. You will go to heaven. In the name of Jesus. You will not end up in hell where there is fire and brimstone. You will go to heaven in the name of Jesus. You will make it to heaven in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You will spend the rest of your days in heaven together with God. I prophesy that in your life in the name of Jesus. You will not fall by the wayside. You will not be a casualty of faith. You will be strong and you will make it to heaven in Jesus' name. And we all shout a big amen one more time. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May these things that God has ordained for you and I become a reality in our lives. In the name of Jesus. May you see them. May you hear them. And may you experience them in your life. In Jesus' name. And we all shout a big amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazutechero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.